0: Hey there, and welcome to episode number 54 of the Food as Medicine show with Dr. Anne, the place to be for real talk with real people and real results so you can heal yourself naturally. I'm your host, Dr. Ann, and I'm a board-certified pharmacist and health coach specializing in treating thyroid, cholesterol, and gut conditions without medications. You can learn more about me at drann.com spelled a and h as in healthy happy monday everybody i hope you had a great weekend and that your week is off to a great start and if you're in the united states that you are getting ready for the thanksgiving holiday you know, I love the holidays, but I know that they can be a really hectic time for people. And oftentimes, it's really difficult to stay on track with your health and nutrition goals with so much food around, which is why I created a free guide that will help you navigate potlucks, family get-togethers, and dining out options and still stay on track with your health goals. So you can get that free guide at drannecom gift. Again, Anne is spelled A H. And it even comes with a handy pocket guide that tells you exactly what to order when you are at American, Thai, Indian, and other restaurants and also what foods to avoid. So it makes, you know, looking at the menu really easy. And again, you can get it at drann.com slash gift. Now, before we get to the episode, I want to let you know that the opinions expressed on this show may not represent my opinions, and the show is for general information only, not a substitute for medical care. So prior to beginning any new health program, I recommend that you consult with a qualified health professional. In today's episode, I chat with dietitian Cassie. Cassie is the celebrity registered licensed dietitian and founder and CEO of Healthy Simple Life which is an organization that focuses on helping people identify the root causes of health issues that healthcare practitioners often overlook. She and her team of registered dietitians provide evidence-based nutrition coaching with in-person, online, and over-the-phone visits. Through the power of real food, they help people find freedom from diets and chronic health conditions so they can live their life to the fullest without having to count calories or points ever again. And she's been covered in virtually every media outlet, including CBS, WCCO, Fox News, CNN, Time, Parade, Cosmopolitan, Self, and the Huffington Post. And they have covered her quest to debunk the lies and spread the truth about the food that we eat. She's also the featured dietitian for the TV program Twin Cities Live. So in today's show with dietitian Cassie, we talk about the missing link for weight loss, her favorite supplements of all time, how to increase your metabolism and turn on fat burning hormones. What and how often to eat to lose weight. How to beat sugar cravings and more. All right, let's go chat with Cassie. Welcome back to the Food as Medicine show with Dr. Ann, the place to be for real talk with real people and real results. And today, I'm very excited to be speaking with dietitian Cassie, who is someone I met at the uh, conference in um, California last August, but um, she's been someone I've been following. I read some of her books. Um, I know she's been on the podcast with Jimmy Moore, so I've been a fan for a long time, so it's really exciting for me to actually get to talk to her today. And um, I've had someone ask about uh, the topic of eating yourself skinny and so when I met Cassie I was like I think she'd be the perfect person to talk about this topic and Cassie was more than happy to uh, to come on and share her knowledge so I'm very excited to hear what she has to say so welcome dietitian Cassie
1: thank you Anne. it's a pleasure to be here I love the topic of eating to be skinny because my dietitian coaches and I we really think of ourselves as dietitian detectives you know, we like to think that we hold up a magnifying glass to the evidence, the symptoms, and um, put the pieces together to really build a case for our clients. Because, you know, for some people, it may be the first time they hear a dietitian saying this, but there are so many aspects that go even beyond the food that we're eating that have an impact on our health and our cravings and our weight. So, you know, we really help to narrow down the suspects involved in your personal crime scene, um, the crime keeping you from, you know, Being skinny and living a healthy life and losing the weight that you're trying to lose. Um, So that's why, you know, that's the main reason why our clients make an appointment with us is because they really need someone to investigate their crime scene and figure out, you know, who's behind um, the crime blocking them from reaching their goals. So we like, you know, I like to identify root causes and the missing puzzle pieces and the real things that are blocking people from living a vibrant, vivacious um, life. So I'm excited to be here and to share with you what I've learned in my critical, careful investigations as a detective dietitian and really shed some light on some factors that could be the root cause of, um, you know, something that could be blocking you from eating your way skinny.
0: Yeah, you know, and I love that approach of being a detective because, you know, it really is a a puzzle, right? It's a, it's, you know, um, something that the symptom might be, you have gained some weight and you just can't shed that last five, 10 pounds, but there might be something else going on too. So I love that you look at it as a big picture, right? You know, we want to help people achieve the goal that they're looking for, which is the weight loss, but you know, um, is that the, is that the whole story, right? So, um, I guess I wanted to have you talk about your experience, um, and, because I know you had your own weight loss journey and, and then we can dive into metabolism and what, what we know now is as to, um, what helps stoke the metabolism and what helps to, um, I guess, squash the metabolism, but we'll start with, we'll start with your story first.
1: Well, for me and my story, my wake up moment was the night that I ate the container of my roommate's frosted sugar cookies. <laughs> you know, I- this one, and before I knew it, all 12 were gone. And that's the kind of embarrassment you just never forget. Um, I had to shamefully fess up to her that I, you know, I was the roommate who was in school to be a registered dietitian, and I was the one who ate her cookies, and it didn't even feel like it was me, yet it didn't mm-hmm. even feel like a choice. I felt like a fraud, like I was leading two different lives. And I was acing all of my classes in dietitian school, but behind closed doors, I was really struggling. And we find that a lot of people feel the same way, the same kind of like hypocriticalness, if that's a word. Um, And to tell you the truth, the container of cookies, that wasn't my only faulting point. There were hundreds of similar moments. I can't count the number of times I tried to start clean to do a sugar detox and to wind up in the same place in a mere number of days. And every time I'd be angry at myself for being too weak to control it, you know, breaking my own promises and not being able to stick to my own decisions. And I thought, maybe I'm just flawed. Maybe there's just something wrong with me. And years later, I realized that I had what I now know as sugar addiction. Most people don't realize that sugar has the same effect effect on our brain as cocaine, that powerful mm-hmm. drug. And sugar sensitivity is real, and for many people, it's debilitating. I was an addict, and ironically, the same eating regimen that I was taught in dietitian school—the low-fat, low-calorie diet that so many of us have been on before—it yeah. um, only added fuel to the fire. And it took me on a blood sugar roller coaster that brought me to the unhealthiest point in my life. You know, the freshman 15, 20 was a huge reality for me. And here I was doing all of the things that I thought were healthy. I was avoiding meat. I was, you know, drinking soy milk. I was exercising like twice a day. I was teaching, you know, classes six times a week at the gym on campus and at the YMCA. And I was, you know, counting my calories. And it just just didn't make sense. And then things got more serious for me when my father had an unexpected major heart surgery. And as long as I could remember, he was the picture of health following all the rules. He didn't mm-hmm. drink, he didn't smoke, he wasn't overweight, yet he ended up in the hospital. And something wasn't adding up for me. Doctors and dieticians told him to keep keep doing what he was already doing. Keep eating low fat, keep counting your calories. And that's when I got angry. You know, his low fat, low calorie diet is what landed him on their operating table and that's when I was really determined to figure it out on my own. I had to be my own advocate and my dad's too. So to my surprise, after looking at all the scientific research and studies, I had to do the opposite of what I was learning in school. Yep. And I found out that I was ta- what I was taught in school had been making me, you know, sicker. And it wasn't even, it wasn't even founded on the best science in the field. Um, I realized, you know, a lot of things are controlled by money. And, you know, for example, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics is funded by companies like Pepsi and Coca-Cola and General Mills, and I won't go into that, but I, I, I came to realize a lot of things that um, I was unaware of. And so I quit the low-calorie, low-fat diet, and amazingly, I stopped being consumed with thoughts of food. No more days without energy. My brain had never felt more clear and powerful. The weight I had gained, that 20 pounds, just naturally came off without even trying. And now fast forward you know, to today, I'm in the best shape of my life, and I never thought that was possible for so long. I believed I had the sugar, you know, the sugar addiction. I didn't even know it was sugar addiction. I thought it was just like something wrong with me. So as a dietitian, it's like, you know, no wonder our country is getting fatter and sicker. There's so much misinformation out there based on outdated research that's read in dusty old textbooks. And that's why it's now my mission to share the truth and the power of real food with as many people as possible and our clients are finally seeing the results they want based on our up-to-date science-based program um, and that's what my team and registered dietitians and I do is we help people with sugar addictions and failed dieters of the world to stop counting calories and stop eating low fat and gain their health and weight back by really digging deeper
0: I love it you know I love what you're doing because I you know I feel like our stories are very similar and um, you know I've been through my own weight loss journey and I remember eating low-fat and low-calorie, I was hungry all the time, Mm -hmm. and um, I don't know if you feel the same way, but now that I eat higher fat, I don't even, I don't even, sometimes I don't even feel hungry, and I forget to eat, and that was like, I I couldn't even fathom that when I was going low-fat, like, I I was consumed with eating, versus now, I just eat when I feel hungry, you know, I just, you know, listen to my body, so it's just a very interesting way to approach things, but I think it's just, it fits better with my my current lifestyle, and, and it feeds my brain better.
1: Well, and that kind of brings me to the question, like, how does dieting affect our metabolism? Because I know we're going to talk about metabolism today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I like to ask, does it make sense that if you deprive your body of the food and nutrients and healthy fat that it needs, that it would work better for you and you would lose weight? That's just not how it works. You know, when you deprive your body of what it needs, it actually conserves energy by slowing down your metabolism. So that's why when we eat low calorie and low fat and we deprive our body of what it needs, we feel tired, irritable, you know, crabby. We have outrageous cravings and we actually end up, you know, we might lose some weight, but we always gain it back because our body slows down our metabolism when it's trying to hang on to energy. Um, So, you know, nutrition, it's not low fat. It's not low fat. It's not low calorie. It's, It's about refueling your body with real whole foods that it was designed to run on. And when you fuel your body with, what it needs it works for you so what do you find
0: is working for you right now in terms of nutrition and then what do you find is working for your clients to help them stoke their metabolism and and lose those you know last 10 pounds or so
1: Well, there are a lot of factors that play a role, and we can cover as many as we have time for today. You know, it's about keeping inflammation down. It's about managing stress levels. It's about supporting your thyroid function and your gut health and being on the lookout for food sensitivities and managing those if you have those. It's about keeping your hormones in balance. It's about sleeping, you know, enough and getting quality sleep. It's about keeping your vitamin D level in the normal range, avoiding artificial sweeteners and processed foods and being careful with alcohol. There are so many factors that um, that affect our metabolism. And, you know, it's different for everyone. You know, that's why we have a very individualized, not a one-size-fits-all cookie-cutter approach. Um, and it's not necessarily always a simple answer. And that's where our detective skills come in. You know, there's a handful of key areas, the ones I just mentioned, that are... Pretty typical, you know, missing pieces of the puzzle when our clients come to us, and that was the case for me too. You know, simply focusing on restricting calories and grams of fat, I was leaving out all of these puzzle pieces that really needed to come come together to, for me to be in balance and be in the best, you know, for my body to heal and support my metabolism and be in the best shape of my life. Um, and when we do that, when we look at all the pieces of the puzzle that's when we get faster results because our bodies can actually work how they're supposed to work.
0: Mm -hmm. So I guess maybe let's talk about the first piece of the puzzle. I think that would make a big difference would probably be the nutrition aspect, right? So what are some changes that you made in your diet that helped you um, get to the best shape and the best health of your life?
1: So I think, you know, the nutrition part, I would actually probably say would be when we're working with clients and when I looked at my own life, it would have, it was actually gut health was the first piece of the puzzle and then nutrition was the second. So do you mind if I kind of go in that order and explain a little bit more?
0: No, I love that you brought attention to the gut because (laughs) I feel like the gut plays an important role in everything. So go ahead and harp on on the gut.
1: (laughs) It does. Yeah. Thanks for saying that, Anne. Well, the gut, you know, it's an essential and it's repeatedly overlooked starting point for achieving optimal health, preventing disease, losing that weight, And it's you know often referred to as the missing link Um, and it's important for everyone not just those with digestive issues So I think a lot of times it's overlooked if we don't have bloating or gas or any digestive issues and that's just not the case everyone's gut health is impaired because of you know consuming sugar and processed foods and dieting at some point you know artificial sweeteners over exercising lack of sleep stress we've all got at least like one or two of these or more of these factors going on or at least we have at some point so and what happens with your your gut health, when your gut health is impaired, that causes chronic inflammation. And that's kind of a big word. And when I'm talking about chronic inflammation, I'm talking about the kind that's low grade and systemic, and it's constantly engaged, silently damaging your tissues. And you know, it manifests itself in different ways from one person to another. So one person, it might show up as acne, and another person, it might show up as weight gain, and another person, heart disease. And the thing about inflammation is your body always wants to stay alive first it wants to survive and it's always going to take care of that inflammation because it sees it as a fire so it's going to prioritize that before anything else so that means if you're struggling with lack of energy or difficulty losing weight um, it's going to be nearly impossible for your body to fix these without focusing on reducing that inflammation first so um, we take care of this with our clients right off the bat by incorporating real food and healing supplements. And the reason I'm mentioning this before even mentioning food is because the truth of the matter is, if you're, you know, if you aren't in the proper state to digest the nutrients, it's really a wash. Eating healthy food is only half of the nutrition story. You know, you need to be in the ideal state to digest your food too.
0: Mm-hmm. So, it's you are what you absorb. You are what you digest and what you absorb.
1: Yeah, exactly. So whether our clients come to us for you know weight loss or increased energy or you know getting rid of their sugar cravings, whatever it is, we always start with the gut. It's really the cornerstone for optimal health, and like you mentioned, Anne, pretty much everything because that's the avenue through which nutrients are incorporated in the body. Mm-hmm. So um, you know we kind of have a three pronged approach to gut health. The first step would be. Stop eating foods that are damaging your gut. Um, This would be refined foods, processed foods, sugar, artificial sweeteners, um, even grains and legumes can do that for some people. Um, So we're not just talking about, you know, cookies and birthday cake and crackers. We're also talking about foods like um, bread and pasta And reducing these because they turn into a lot of sugar in our body and, you know, at least reducing them during the healing process. And what happens is a lot of people find that they feel so much better without these foods that they don't really they decide not to really add them back in anyway. So I think the, the exciting thing when I talk about nutrition, I try to remind remind you that it's a choice What's really empowering is learning how your body is affected and then you get to decide. So it's not about giving up bad foods. It's about learning how these foods affect our body and then deciding, is it worth it to me to, you know, to eat, you know, two slices of bread at my lunch when I get a migraine headache an hour later? And it's about making those connections. Mm-hmm. So that would be the first step, you know, stop eating foods that are causing inflammation. Um, and then the second step would be start eating foods that reduce inflammation and restore healthy gut bacteria. And this is the really exciting part because I'm a dietitian who loves butter and heavy cream, you know, these healthy healing fats. Um, and then also fermented foods like kombucha, you know, sauerkraut, kimchi, yogurt, if you don't have a dairy sensitivity, these are important for replenishing your healthy gut bacteria. And then the third prong would be supplementing, because some of those fermented foods I mentioned might not be ones that you'll end up eating every day. Um, So supplementing with key nutrients that promote healing, um, that's a really important part of the healing process, because it can really speed up the healing. And, you know, we're kind of in this society that we like on-demand, you know, drive-through fast results. So this is where really, you know, people who who have dieted before are used to seeing those quick results. So that's where supplements can come into play, is they help you see results a lot quicker. So the supplements that we use for gut healing, we start with three main ones. Probiotics might be the most important supplement to take because they replenish your good, healthy gut bacteria and they crowd out the bad. And again, I recommend getting probiotics both in food form and in supplement form. So loading up on some of those fermented foods and then taking a high-quality probiotic supplement. And then second, L-glutamine, it's probably my favorite supplement in the world, and it might be the most effective gut healer of all because it plays a role in reducing and healing and maintaining the structural lining of your digestive tract. And it's also an, it has an anti-inflammatory properties and it helps with sugar cravings because L-glutamine is the most abundant amino acid in your body. And it's a precursor for neurotransmitters, which are brain chemicals that determine whether or not you have sugar cravings. So that's a lot of big words, but basically, you know, a takeaway (laughs) point would be if you have sugar cravings, L-glutamine is a great supplement because it helps to, um, chemicals that determine whether or not you have sugar cravings. And some people, you know, just lack in that. And that's why some people are more sugar sensitive than other people. So that's like a little, little tidbit, little extra, you know, action step tip there. Um, And then the third supplement for gut healing that we really encourage is fish oil, because it provides omega three fatty acids, acids, which target inflammation. Awesome. That's part of it.
0: Do you find that a lot of your clients, um, they need these three supplements as kind of like a baseline for for their healing and then also for their continued health maintenance?
1: Yeah, we do. And, you know, the thing is, if you're taking high-quality supplements, there's nothing wrong with taking them on a long-term basis. You know, for me, because of my story as a sugar addict, I have to take these three supplements every day, even just to stay ahead of my sugar cravings. And if I don't, if I forget, I notice a difference. And our clients, that's kind of the exciting thing. It's about learning about how your body responds. Our clients will find that too. You know, sometimes they'll say, I'm kind of sick of taking these supplements. You know, maybe I'll just stop. And we say, well, that's okay. You can stop if you want and see how you feel. Um, So there's kind of two parts to it. I mean, sometimes supplements work beneath the surface. If you take a couple capsules of fish oil a day, you don't always feel a difference. Um, So there's like the trust component, knowing that it's working. Um, And then there's also the, the part of, you know, you might feel different. Someone with compelling sugar cravings like I have, you know, I have to take these supplements to stay in control and it's worth it for me. So we do really encourage them right off the bat. Um, and then it's always a choice if they want, I mean, it's a choice at the beginning too, but it's also a choice if they want to continue. And most of our clients find that they feel so amazing that they choose to continue because their life is so much better.
0: Sure. You know, I love it. And I you know, I noticed for myself, when I take fish oil, um, I was bodybuilding for some time, my hair was so much shinier and better. And then when I stopped bodybuilding, and for a period of time, I wasn't taking fish oil, I noticed a difference in my hair quality. So um, even if you don't feel any difference, there are um, other differences that can occur, like you said, under the surface. Yeah,
1: and fish oil reduces inflammation. So a lot of our clients find that their joint pain goes away on the days that they take fish oil. And some mm-hmm. of these things can sound too good to be true. Like, I don't think something Supplements or a magic pill. The thing is, they really do work. So, you know, if you're taking, like I said, one or two capsules of fish oil, you might not notice a difference. But for, you know, I can think of a specific client who had chronic back pain for the longest time until we got her on a quality fish oil supplement. And she'd taken some fish oil before, but it wasn't quality, and it wasn't even working. So when she started a quality fish oil supplement, she started taking, you know, six or eight capsules a day, which might sound like a lot, but for her, it was totally worth it. It totally eliminated her back pain. And now on the days, like if she runs out or if she goes out of town for a weekend and she forgets to take it, her back pain comes back. So Mm -hmm. for her, she, she feels the difference every single day and the fish oil reducing that inflammation and reducing her pain. So, you know, it's kind of neat when you can really pay attention to your body and hone in on what's working and making a difference.
0: Sure. And I know um, you've been in the book, um, what's HDR? What is it? Um, uh, cholesterol Clarity. <laughs> yes, exactly. Cholesterol Clarity. And, well, we know that, you know, cholesterol is in every cell of the body, and omega 3s help with having the right ratio of cholesterol in our bodies. So, you know, having that is just feeling all of your cells. And that's why your whole body feels better when you take it. So, exactly.
1: Um, it makes sense. It's science, right? <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: exactly. So, okay, great. So, you've got that three prong approach about um, removing inflammation foods, adding foods that are going to um, reduce inflammation, and then supplements. And you mentioned the yeah. three supplements. So that's, that's the gut healing piece. Yeah. Um, and it also lends itself to probably the nutrition piece as well. Um, so did you want to talk about any specific nutrition uh, tweaks that yeah. someone can make to help improve their
1: metabolism? Definitely, you know, this is this is kind of and I'll I'll kind of share this is my my way of eating that changed my life as well. And it's changed the lives of thousands of our clients. So the, what I call I call it PFC balanced protein, fat, and carbohydrates. PFC. I see
0: you have your little sign in the back that shows oh, yeah. PFC. You <laughs> know, it's beautiful. Someone made that
1: me. <laughs> so, um, you know, and my approach to eating is it, it is different than most other dietitians, and it's not a diet. It's not a you know one size fits all solution. So what I'm sharing today is more of a template. And the key is to really customize it for yourself. So for instance, I eat a lot more fat than I recommend for, you know, someone right off the bat. And then we work on figuring out, you know, how much fat they need and how many carbohydrates they need. We don't count anything. So I'm not a big advocate of like counting grams or points. Um, But we do look at, you know, including the different categories, protein, fat, and carbohydrates in balance. So eating all three of those macronutrients. Um, And in general, when we start with a client, and for me, when I was dealing with my sugar addiction, um, I started by eating every three to four hours. So I call that PFC every three. Now, someone listening might say, well, I don't need to eat every three hours. You know, I'm fine eating every five or six hours. And that's great. Um, For a lot of people who have dieted in the past, they're, they've just been riding this blood sugar roller coaster, and to really get them off of that blood sugar roller coaster, we have to get their blood sugar levels balanced. So that's where eating PFC every three to four hours comes into play. So, and you know, you've been on a ride for a ride on the blood sugar roller coaster if you're feeling, you know, sugar cravings, having trouble losing weight, mood swings, trouble focusing at work, low energy levels. You know, you're just fatigued all the time. So why this works is most of us have been following the standard American diet, you know, SAD is the good abbreviation. Um, it's high in carbohydrates, and all carbohydrates turn into sugar in your body. And, you know, I say most of us have been following this because if, whether you've been eating low fat or even if you haven't been trying to diet, um, it's it's pretty – you have to be intentional about eating fat and protein too, well, especially most women just aren't eating enough protein during the day. So you really do need to be intentional about getting in your P and your F. So carbohydrates all turn to sugar in our body. So basically, PFC is upping your fat intake. And then it's easier to lower your carb intake because fat keeps us full. And that's, you know, the opposite of what we've been told for a long time. Fat helps with sugar cravings. It helps with weight loss. And because all carbohydrates turn into sugar in the body, what goes up must come down. So when you eat a carbohydrate and it turns into sugar, your your blood sugar levels crash. So that's why, you know, when you eat a bowl of pasta or a bowl of cereal in the morning, a couple hours later, you feel like you're starving. And that's why you crave sugar because your brain is so smart. And it knows that when your blood sugars are low, you just need sugar to raise them. So the vending machine calls your name or you go to the coffee shop and you get a mocha and a muffin, and you're just back on that vicious blood sugar roller coaster cycle. So eating in PFC balance is eating at least a couple tablespoons of fat to start out, you know, every few hours, which makes it easier to eat less carbohydrates. And then you're also getting in a couple ounces of protein every time you eat. So for me, what this looks like is for breakfast, um, my protein is usually I have three eggs and my fat is I cook those eggs in a couple tablespoons of either butter or coconut oil. And then my carb, a lot of times I'll add um, spinach, like a cup of spinach to my eggs. And I might also saute like a half of a sweet potato on the side. So that would be PFC balanced. And then my mid-morning snack, um, one thing I love to have is smoothies because I can make it at home I bring it to work and a few hours later, I'm ready to drink my smoothie. It's also a great breakfast option for people that aren't hungry or they're in a rush in the morning. Um, I just add a couple of scoops of protein powder for my pee. My fat, I usually do half of an avocado because avocados are so creamy and they don't have a lot of flavor. So they blend really nicely into smoothies. And then for carb, I usually have like a half a cup of frozen berries and blend that in. And you can also add glutamine powder powdered multivitamin, vitamin D drops. I like to jam pack my smoothie with (laughs) And then like, I'll just, I'll go like one more example would be like for lunch. I usually do either like tuna salad, chicken salad, salmon salad, you know, that would be my protein. And then the fat would be either olive oil or I'll use real mayonnaise and mix it in with, you know, a few tablespoons of fat. And I usually add in, like, cheese or pumpkin seeds or something else because, like I mentioned, I do a pretty high-fat way of eating. And then for carb, you know, I might have – I might chop up some grapes and celery and add it and eat it in a big Tupperware container so I don't even need the bread. And then there's my lunch. So they're not – you know, it's not big portions, but but I eat every three to four hours so that I'm staying ahead of my hunger, and that's what keeps my blood sugar stable, and it keeps me off of that blood sugar roller coaster. And the reason why this ties into weight gain and weight loss – Is there's a couple hormones and I'm not gonna go too deep into this but I want you to know that these hormones called insulin and glucagon which a lot of people have heard of insulin maybe they've heard of glucagon too the first time I said that on TV they were like is that a Star Wars reference (laughs) 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 Um, these hormones insulin and glucagon are in charge of whether you're burning or storing fat and the deal is they can't coexist it's one or the other insulin is your fat storing hormone promotes fat storage And when there's too much sugar in our bloodstream, your pancreas secretes insulin to store that sugar in your cells. So sugar is stored as fat. So, you know, sugar, this is what's confusing. Fat shouldn't be called fat. Fat should be called like vitality or energy and sugar should be called fat, right? (laughs) (laughs) And then glucagon is the opposite of insulin. So glucagon is released when your blood sugar levels are nice and stable and it takes that stored fat or that sugar and it burns it for energy. So you want to have glucagon being released all the time. That's what makes you a fat-burning machine. That's what keeps your energy levels up, and it supports your metabolism. And you can't have one or the other. So when you're riding the blood sugar roller coaster, and you have intense cravings and mood swings, and you feel like you're starving every couple of hours, um, that's, that's when you're actually storing fat. That's when insulin, that fat-storing hormone, is at work. So that's really why it's beneficial to focus a good starting point is protein, fat and carbohydrates, PFC every three to four hours to get you off that blood sugar roller coaster. And you're not only going to start losing weight because your pancreas can secrete glucagon, your fat burning hormone, um, hormone, but you're also going to feel amazing and feel in control of your cravings because you're staying ahead of your hunger. I love it. Like every single
0: question I wanted to ask, you just answered in that whole <laughs> that piece. So I love that you gave examples of what your daily, um, you know, nutrition intake looks like. Because I think sometimes people um, think about, oh, what is it? What is it that you know I'm going to put together in terms of my meal? How does that look like? And you know, two tablespoons of olive oil or not olive oil, coconut oil to sauté your your eggs with in the morning, or butter to sauté your eggs with in the morning. That's that's a very easy way to do things. And I love that you gave the example of your carb being spinach because I think sometimes people don't understand. They think carbohydrates has to be like a sweet potato or you know um, an oatmeal or something, rice. right? Exactly. You know, when exactly. I
1: ask a class and I say, what are carbohydrates? Everyone yells out: rice, bread, <laughs> pasta, potatoes, and yes, those are carbohydrates. Um, but the thing is that you can get so a, so much bigger bang for your buck, so to speak, when you have you know a sweet potato or you know spinach and broccoli and cauliflower. So the type of carbohydrate, it it depends on the type of carbohydrate, you know, based on the effect it's going to have on your blood sugar levels. So, you know, sweet potatoes are great. The reason I said I have half of a sweet potato sauteed with my eggs is because um, they're a starchy carbohydrate. So they turn into more sugar in your bloodstream. And same with fruit. So generally, when we're talking to our clients about, you know, carbohydrates and eating PFC balance, we tell them to try to stick with like a half a cup of either fruit or starchy carbohydrate when when you eat that. Um, And for some people, you know, people with type two diabetes who can't tolerate quite as much sugar, they might do less, they might do a third or a quarter cup of carbohydrate, we might find out that that's what they need in order to keep their blood sugar levels balanced. Now the non starchy carbohydrates are exciting. Those are like your salad vegetables, the one the, the carbohydrates you can eat raw, you know, the spinach, the kale, the cauliflower, broccoli And, um, you know, cucumbers, those you can pretty much have unlimited amounts of because they have such a minimal effect on your blood sugar levels. So we always tell people, you know, if you're still hungry, have an extra salad or fill half of your plate with, you know, broccoli, cauliflower, because those really don't turn into a lot of sugar when compared to, you know, a banana or an apple or a a sweet potato or yams or corn or peas, like those starchier types.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So then as far as um, protein goes, do you give them like a standard ballpark, like, you know, the size of your fist or three to four ounces, or um, you just kind of let them figure out what works best for them?
1: Yeah. You know, for protein, um, eating protein throughout the day, by the way, it really, it's, really good for your metabolism too, because it can actually increase your metabolism up to 25 to 35% two to three hours after you eat it. So for someone who wants to be a fat burning machine and have energy, metabolism, when I say metabolism, I think of energy. Um, You wanna be eating protein throughout the day, not just at your meals or not just at dinner time like a lot of people are. So, you know, and it's not a lot of protein. I recommend um, having like the thickness and circumference of the palm of your hand. That would be about how much I would have at mealtime. And then at snack time, about half of that. So for me, that's why at mealtime, and it might look like, you know, just a couple eggs. I used to have two eggs at breakfast, but I found that um, I had a lot more energy when I had three eggs at breakfast. So it might look like, you know, three to four ounces of fish or chicken at lunchtime. And then snack time, it might be, you know, half of that might be one hard-boiled egg or an ounce of a beef stick. Or maybe it's, you know, just like a half a cup of tuna salad, Um, the tuna salad, chicken salad, salmon salad thing. That's really a great snack too. It's easy. It's easy to make, you don't have to eat a lot of it and you can make it PFC balanced. So it is, you know, it does depend on the person, but um, that's, you know, that's a pretty good rule of thumb for some people. They find that um, they have to eat a little bit more protein to stay full. Um, and, and you know, fat also has that satiety factor. So for some people, if they're, still hungry a little bit later, it might be because they're not eating enough fat. Because I think that two tablespoons of fat is a pretty conservative recommendation. And the reason I start with that is that for a lot of people who have been eating fat-free or low-fat, you know, we've been kind of brainwashed since the 1970s that fat is bad for us. It can be kind of a scary thing or a very terrifying thing to add in fat because fat does have more calories than protein and carbohydrates. You know, protein and carbs only have four calories per gram. And fat has nine. So for someone who's been counting calories, they're afraid of eating fat. So eating even a couple tablespoons could be kind of a big jump for them. Um, And, you know, for a lot of people, they start with that and they feel amazing. And they're like, I'm ready to have more fat. So I try not to, um, you know, push it to the extremes either. Some people hear that carbohydrates turn to sugar and they stop eating all carbohydrates. And that for most of our clients is not necessarily a good thing either because carbohydrates are also the only macronutrients that really bring your blood sugar levels back up. So when your blood sugar levels are really low, if you don't have carbohydrates at all, um, a lot of people will still feel low energy levels until they kind of bring them back into that normal range. So that's why I'm all about being balanced. It's not about avoiding a certain group. It's just about eating enough protein and healthy fat along with your carbohydrates to keep you nice and balanced.
0: Sure, and then from a practical perspective, so it sounds like the the fat you have them add in gradually in small amounts um, with a sautéing with um, you know the avocado. You know, are there any other tips that you have for people who might be a little fat phobic to start to transition to add more fat into their diet?
1: Um, you know, MCT oil is a great healthy fat that you can add to your coffee and like a tablespoon or two. I add that to my coffee in the morning. It kind of, it gives you brain power too. It's like seven times stronger than coconut oil. So if you're looking for ways to sneak it in, I would say melt butter, coconut oil, pour it over your veggies, you know, blend the avocado into your smoothie. Um, but if you're looking for ways just to, um, you know, maybe, maybe you want to eat it and you're still a little bit afraid of it, you know, most people will be able to eat nuts or seeds because, You know, you only have to have a couple tablespoons and that's not a lot. Um, So I think just, you know, gradually adding it in, but you can also blend it in if that makes it easier to consume or like I mentioned, cooking my eggs in coconut oil or butter just so you don't feel like you're sitting down with a spoon eating half of an avocado, which you certainly can do. I mean, that's one way to get it in, but sometimes it can be easier to like melt it and put it over your food.
0: Yeah, you know, it um when I started adding more fat into my diet, it was you know, it it was a little bit hard, but then afterwards um I realized how delicious fat is and then it became fun to add it into my diet. And now like you were just saying, eating avocado with a spoon. I just did that. You know, I had um That's why I said that because I totally do that <laughs> as part of my snack. I was like, this is delicious. So portable. Um- <laughs> exactly. So awesome. You know, you know, you covered the um, tips for, you know, foods for fat loss um, and how blood sugar ties into things, also how hormones tie into things. So I guess I really wanted to get your opinion on some some fad diets right now that are going on. Um, You know, we're on the topic of fat and ketogenic diets are I'm a fan of, you know, for um, for some people in terms of healing. Um, And then there's talk about are they really beneficial for for women, um, and and I guess one step further would be intermittent fasting um, in in women as well. So just wanted to get your thoughts um, about those two hot topics.
1: Yeah, you know, pretty controversial topics. And what I can speak from is my experience as a clinician working with clients, and we don't find that intermittent fasting is beneficial. And it, you know, it might be beneficial for some people. I'm not saying that it's not, but for our specific client, the female who comes to us after years of chronic dieting and, and you know, that yo-yo dieting or riding the blood sugar roller coaster, you know, losing weight, gaining it all back, ending up more frustrated than when she started. She's got a messed up metabolism. We've got to heal her metabolism. Intermittent fasting doesn't seem to be beneficial because that can really set you up for a ride on that blood sugar roller coaster because you're going for these long periods of time and your blood sugar is dropping. And then, you know, when she eats, she feels like she's, you know, she, she starts to eat, she spikes her blood sugars, and then they drop again. And, um, and, you know, with metabolism, when your body goes that for a while without, without consuming food, it can try to conserve energy once you feed it again. So for our clients, we don't find that to be effective. And in fact, a lot of our clients come to us after trying to follow the ketogenic diet or after doing intermittent fasting, and really finding that they're in a worse place than they were when they started. So that's why, you know, for, for our approach, we find that the best way to help them with weight loss and get rid of cravings and increase energy is keeping the blood sugar level stable. And we do that through eating every three to four hours. So you feel nourished and, you know, you're not depriving your body and you are staying off that blood sugar roller coaster and healing your body in the process. Sure. Is So
0: is there a place that you think that um, ketogenic diets would work for women or intermittent intermittent fasting would work for women, perhaps like an elite athlete um, or, you know, anywhere in the whole spectrum of people, would there be a place for these types of uh, nutritional diets and um, and approaches?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think there could be a time and place. I mean, I've heard success stories from athletes, marathon runners that, you know, have followed a ketogenic diet and they haven't had to fuel the whole time. I think that's amazing. Um, I'm a former marathon runner. I gave up marathon running. Um, that's another story, but after i I decided it was probably contributing to inflammation in my body and not not helping me be the healthiest I could be. But my last marathon that I ran, my fourth marathon, I fueled with a lot more fat. That was when I was eating higher fat, and I didn't have to fuel it and drink, you know, Powerade or Gatorade at every single water stop like I had to for my first few. So I think there's definitely something to be said about eating really high fat for athletes. For women, though, I'm not a fan of the ketogenic diet. Um, I, I haven't. I mean, I haven't seen long term research on. How it can be beneficial, especially with hormonal balance. Women's hormones are are, are so so touchy and so tricky to balance, and um, I'm not comfortable with it for that. But I do think I've heard success stories from athletes and men that have found it to be beneficial.
0: Sure. Well, awesome, Cassie. This has been fantastic. A lot of great information and practical tips. And um, I know you've always got a lot of projects going on. So I wanted you to share what you're working on right now that you're really excited about. And also if people wanted to get more information about you, how they can get a hold of you.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much, Anne. Um, well, there's a three three different websites. So dietitiancassie.com is my original website that I still, I still blog at. And then healthysimplelife.com is where my team um, and I blog. And you can find out about our individualized nutrition and coaching program. We have appointments on Skype, over the phone. And this is where we really dive deep with that one-to-one care. And then, um, you know, we also have our store, our Real Food Vitamins store. It's rfvitamins.com. And that's really my latest project. It's our brand new storefront and supplement company. And I started this company because quality is so essential for getting the results that you want when it comes to both food and supplements. And we've seen too many Clients coming to us taking supplements that are poor quality, that aren't research-based. They're not pharmaceutical-grade, which is the term used for for supplements that are actually third-party tested. And most aren't because the FDA doesn't regulate supplements. So really, supplements on store shelves can have anything in them, and that is so scary. Um, To go on a little tangent, earlier this year, a study came out showing that four out of five supplements on store shelves, like GNC and Target and Walgreens didn't have any of the herbs listed on the label. So and instead they had different fillers and additives. So supplements can be really, really scary and they can be really, really helpful if you're taking high quality. So in our store, the real food vitamin store, we have pharmaceutical grade supplements that are regulated and third party tested. And they're really helpful um, when it comes to reaching goals like weight loss and getting rid of sugar cravings and healing the gut. Um, So those are, you know, that's where you can find me. And I do have a guide on um, busting sugar cravings that contains my, you know, scientifically backed research-based um, tips for getting rid of sugar cravings, some of which I mentioned today. And that's over at HealthySimpleLife.com slash sugar craving free.
0: Okay, great. I'll make sure I'll link that up in case people miss that. Um, awesome. And I love the fact that, you know, you're you're giving people a place to find high quality supplements because I agree with you. I think like it's just It's So much is out there that is poor quality that people really need a good place to turn to to find some good supplements. The
1: frustrating thing is you can't get pharmaceutical-grade supplements on the store shelves. You can't get them at the health food store. You can't get them at Whole Foods. You have to go through a licensed healthcare professional. So that's why we're able to offer them in the real food vitamin store because we are – License, So that can be really confusing for people when they can't just go to the store and get high-quality supplements. None of the supplements on those shelves are going to be pharmaceutical-grade. And the reason they do that is because pharmaceutical-grade supplements, they actually work because they are such high-quality, so they want you going through a licensed healthcare practitioner. So that's why we're able to offer them at RFVitamins.com.
0: Sure. I love it. I'll make sure we link up all those um, websites you mentioned. And, you know, thank you so much again, Cassie, for taking some time out of your schedule to come and chat with me. I really had, you know, a ton of fun chatting with you. And um, I think our, you know, approaches to food are, are similar.
1: So I to geek that. out. <laughs> I love all experience the benefits of healthy fat, you know, in our lives. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like once I kind of turned to understanding that fat wasn't a bad thing, it's like I love fat and I I feel like everyone needs to add more fat into their diet. So
1: rooftops. I know, right? It's like you need more fat. Everyone does. And I was so scared about it too. So I can relate to people who feel that way. And that's why I think the educational piece is so important. You know, people like you who are explaining why we need to eat healthy fat and how it works in their body so that we can understand that and then get excited about embracing it.
0: Awesome. And um, tell me again, Cassie, how, how can people get that free sugar busting um, guide that you have? It's, yeah, um,
1: it's healthysimplelife.com backslash sugar craving free.
0: Sugar craving free. Got That's
1: it. Ten tips for busting and preventing sugar cravings.
0: Awesome. Awesome.
1: Great. Well, thank you so much, Cassie.
0: And I'm sure we'll be in touch in the future. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Take care. Hey, so I hope you enjoyed this show. All the links and resources mentioned today are in the show notes at drann.com, spelled A-N-H as in healthy. And while you're there, remember to hop on the Food as Medicine VIP email list, and you'll get my free gift. It's the Clean Eating Rules, and it's everything that I learned about nutrition when I was on my bodybuilding journey, which happens to be contrary to many of the things I learned in school, and it's really my number one guide from my experience for how to eat to lose weight, improve your biometrics, and get more energy. You'll also get all my favorite pearls from the show, and this show can be a bit technical at times with lots of details about what foods to eat, what foods to avoid, as well as what supplements to take and in what dosages, etc. So if you're anything like me, you're probably listening to this while driving, cooking, running some errands around the house, walking the dog, etc., and you really aren't in a position to be jotting down notes of all the great information that's shared by the guest, so I've taken all the notes for you and by hopping on my email list, you'll get all the show pearls delivered right to your inbox so you can refer back to them at any time. Finally, as a VIP email subscriber, you'll get the occasional love letters from me, which are emails sharing some of my favorite recipes and products, upcoming events, new information that I've learned, and just other goodies. So go to drann.com now and enter your name and email address. Did you like this episode? Then remember to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode and leave us a review. This will really help us with the iTunes rankings and help more people find the show. Remember to tell all your friends because we need more people to hear the food as medicine message. We've got plenty of great guests coming up, so stay tuned. Thanks so much for stopping by. and Until next time, remember to eat consciously because the world needs a healthy and vibrant you.